1: god bless football billy gill
2: god bless football mike yay eh? god bless football mike Golic. god
3: bless football each and every one of you out there listening and or
1: watching where are you today mike Golic?
3: I am in South Bend. I am at my place at Notre Dame before I start the swing of golf tournaments that I'm going to be playing in over the next couple of months. Uh, I am here uh, getting my, my golf practice in on Notre Dame campus and uh, and just hanging out, walking the dogs on an empty campus. So I kind of hmm. dig that.
2: Wow. I think people might be wondering where you are, Stu guys, because you appear to be at a doctor's office today. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, I know it looks like a doctor's office. It's not.
1: I am in my uh, pro shop of uh, of my golf club here because someone next door, my neighbor, is doing a lot of drilling uh-huh. and making a lot of noise. And I drove I over to the neighbor's house and said, hey, how long is this going to continue? Because it is disrupting all my plans. And they said, what, <laughs> what kind of plans? We have work to do in the house. And I said, "Can you keep it down? Can you stop for an hour?" They said, "No." And so, therefore, I had to come here because I know Billy cares and Mikey. A care about the sound quality, well, and uh, there was too much sound. There was too much drilling going on in my house. I almost got in a fight with the guy who was doing the drilling. like I got to be honest.
3: Why? I mean, why? I would have said the same thing to you. Listen, I'm doing work here. Yeah. I'm getting my work done. I'm sorry if it interrupts with what you want to do. But right. you know, to, to ask somebody to stop for an hour, but and you know it ain't an hour. You would want mm-hmm. need it longer than that. Yeah. Sorry, man. That that's not happening. But so so you got you got a little uh who got agitated first, your neighbor or you?
1: Well, I got testy because it's very loud in my house. It's been going on for days. It just won't stop. And so I just went over there and said, hey, when is this going to end? And can it end at least for an hour? Hmm. Uh, To which he responded, it will take as as long as it's going to take. I don't give a shit about what's going on in your house. I have a job to do. Get out of my face. That's what he said to me. Wait, yeah. was
3: was this the actual neighbor? Was this the neighbor No, the neighbor's or the not worker? even there.
1: I got the worker. I got the <laughs> worker, okay? I knocked on the door. The worker came out. He came to the driveway. I thought we were going to throw down. I really did. I don't even know what I'm talking about Would have got
2: poorly for you, probably. He would have mopped
1: yeah. the floor with yeah. me, okay? Yeah. The guy was big. He had big biceps. I was thinking, man, I could use Mike Olick Sr. right now. I need some muscle. And uh, I quickly ran away.
3: I would have been on his side. I'm not yeah. stopping my work. I, yeah. That's my job. I'm going there to do. It. I'm not going to stop yeah. for you. So okay. you made you made the right move, you know, and, yeah. and going to your club.
2: Right. I like that he has that work ethic, too, because I've had work done in my house in the past. We had this leak, and we had to redo a lot of the house. And mm-hmm. I kind of felt like there was some lollygagging going on, and it took a really long time. But this guy seems to mean business, and he's going to be there as little as possible so he can already move on to the next job. I like that. You like him. So you guys all
1: fit you guys
2: all side with him. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, you went and asked someone to stop doing their job so that you could record a podcast. Like they're gonna say- I,
1: uh, he's been doing the job for weeks. If it was any good, yeah. the job be done by now. I mean, oh, and I don't- you don't know that. Stop. Yeah, stop. Know Listen,
2: doing. my dad was a
3: bricklayer. He went mm-hmm. out on jobs like this. I went out on side jobs. These guys work,
1: man. Mm-hmm. They work.
3: And you know, and you know what? He's right. You know how long it's gonna take? As long as it needs to take, mm-hmm. that's how long it takes.
1: I guarantee you, I hand him a hundred dollars. He stops for an hour.
2: I mean, oh, did, well, you, did that, you think why about doing you? it? Yeah. I was you? thinking about
1: it and have yeah. a hundy
2: on me at the time. Yeah. You know? there you go. What?
3: <laughs> that's a stunner.
2: Yeah, I, I have a question for you two guys because I read somewhere. I guess we'll get into football at some point. I read somewhere that your golf course was uh, shut down for like months because they were resodding the greens or something. Yeah, is that the is that the case? So what do you do? You just you look at a golf course you can't access.
1: They're redoing the entire golf course. Uh, Mm -hmm. All the members here have a stake in the golf course. So there was a vote. uh, Do we shut it down, redo it, renovate it? Uh, It probably needed to be renovated. Uh, So it's going to, we're going to be without a golf course here. God, this sounds terrible. Uh, Until the end of, uh, till the end of this year, pretty much. So what we do is we go to other courses in the area. Like I've been playing, uh, I've been playing a bunch of other courses around my house. And so it's frustrating. It is. I love golf. I want to play golf. But it also, there's a lot of construction going on. And so, uh, you know. We all have our own adversities, I suppose. I know these are first class problems
2: that I'm well, yeah, so i Well, that's
1: exactly right. About.
3: I was I just asking the golf
2: course was shut down. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh no. I was just curious to know how busy your pro shop would be knowing that the golf
1: course is There's isn't no running. one here. That's why yeah. there's room for me. Like there, there's it. one guy here because what he does for all the members, he handles like all the members who want to play golf. We have reciprocal courses. So he handles all the tea times for those courses. So there still needs to be one person here. There was one person here, Mm. and he was nice enough to let me use his office to tape today's
2: show. All right. So you put another person out of work for the time being.
1: (laughs) For an hour. (laughs) I gave him a C note. Yeah, there you go. I wasn't giving it to the guy who was doing the drilling. Uh, Go look, you do your own drilling, right? Like there, you have no workers coming to the house, you do it all by yourself.
3: Do I do everything I can that I can handle by myself? I have a line for everything of how far I'll go. Um, the two where I don't go far are electricity and water, right. uh, because one I could lose power and not have my TVs or Wi-Fi, which would be bad. Two, I could flood a basement. Um, so everything else, like you know, construction wood things like that, I'll try and go further. Mm -hmm. But those two things I kind of go easy on because I don't want to screw anything up though. uh, I have been successful in the past at some of that, but for like the area I'm in now is an unfinished part of my basement. I might drywall it myself. Ooh, that's fun.
1: Yeah, that's
2: fun. What do you know about (laughs) this, Billy? I have, I have my bag of tools next. So when I, when I bought this house, it was a fixer upper and I did a lot of things that I had to do to save money. And because, you know, I have a dad that likes to do stuff like that, and he thought it'd be an adventure. Now, it took forever. My wife was not happy that we were doing most of the work because of how long it took, but it was fun. Just the other day, I glued down some baseboards myself. My dogs had, like, not on the corners of others. I got this, Mm -hmm. like, fake... like putty wood that I put on there I reshaped the corners I sanded it down I painted those out. I mean I'm having a good time I have a bunch of tools here that I can play with if you'd like big circular saw I was actually looking into chainsaws play with the saw I want you to play with the saw chainsaws (laughs) yeah I was looking into chainsaws because we have uh I I built a swing set in the yard for my daughter and yeah. we have this bush that's in the way. And what's happened is, is that my dogs will run this path around the bush. And they have like when they chase each other. So now that grass is all like just muddy. Away. And there's right. a, there's like a track. And that bush stands directly in the eyesight of my wife looking out the kitchen window to the swing set to see my daughter when she's outside playing. So she has told me that she wants that bush removed. So I was trying to figure out which chainsaw I should get should I get a gas should I get a battery should I get an electric so I'm still looking into this because I feel like cost is going to play a factor into this yes can
3: I ask you a question yeah it's a bush not a tree well it's
2: it's like it's a bushy tree so it's actually two that are right next to each other and it's like almost bulb shaped but it it has two like roots so it's something that I can easily chainsaw it just looks like a bush because of the fact that it's like lush and rounded but it's really why don't you why
3: don't you get yourself an axe and really go that way and and, and use the ax and, and chop the tree down. Mm-hmm.
2: So there's two things, right? I, I love, I mean, I'm a big Chuck Pagano guy. I keep chopping. So it's in kind of like my mind all the time that I should keep chopping. But I also need to do a precision cut because I have an a little oak tree that started growing out right next to another tree that is going to grow to some massive size so i need to get rid of that one as well or the roots are about to take over underneath the terrace and wreak all kinds of havoc so i'm thinking because i need to make two cuts to get a saw because i'm going to have to cut that one cuz it's right up against another tree lots of yard work that needs to be done i also went to a uh, i went you to you asked a, mike i went to a stool a tool store there is there is a parking lot sale at a two, tool store the other day oh my god the things that i could show you about look at this <laughs> Look at this, a 70 piece screwdriver set that I'm just oh, gonna Oh, there of put you go. Yeah.
3: Oh, I love that stuff. I like and that's mm-hmm. the thing about tools. You never throw tools away. You always like I've I've acquired enough tools over time to give Mike a set, Jake a set, Ben a set, my my son-in-law. You never, never throw tools away. You always find something to do the, with them. The problem Couple with that tools
2: cutting it up right now. i got to be right. honest with you. Yeah. The problem with that set is that I really only needed, I lost my number two screwdriver, right? Jesus. My PH2 screwdriver. It's, it's, it's the most common one is the number two screwdriver. So Ooh. I was always needing to go find a screwdriver or something. So I really only need to buy this one screwdriver, right? But that was 30% off, which 30 bucks is $10 off, $19.99. I said, the I can't tag's still deal. on it. I know I haven't used it yet because I bought that multi 70 70 piece screwdriver set. Mm -hmm. It's $10 off. I'm never going to see that deal again. So why not? I'm going to lose another one. I got these little needle nose pliers here also. I got one of these bad boys, (laughs) Mike. I don't know if you have one of these. It's a magnetic screw holder. So when you're on the job, so you don't lose a screw or bolt or anything, you just kind of toss it in this little tin here and it holds (laughs) them in place. It's incredible. And this, how about this? Because I was doing some light caulking. When I was when I was putting down that piece of uh, baseboard, I was doing some light caulking. So you just kind of jam this down the shaft of the caulk, and then you screw it in, and then it saves it so that you don't burn it after one use. Exactly right. Was that the caulk or what? Caulk. I just want to clarify.
0: Caulk. Yeah, you jam it down the caulk. C a u (laughs) c
2: a u l k. Yeah. There There you go. You you got it. Make sure. Billy is
3: Billy is hyped up.
2: He really is. Is Is that the power drill? Yeah. Well, this is actually this is actually not a drill. This is a driver. There's a big difference. Mike Uh, knows the difference. Difference. I was gonna call you Billy Drill. I mean, how about (laughs) that? You
1: like that? (laughs) Drilly (laughs) Gill. So Donald Cook,
2: huh? God bless football.
1: Wow! Wait, I love that Golik is taking golf lessons as if that's going to help two weeks before a tournament make them become a better golfer. I oh, mean. oh, it's going to help
3: me right. me not hit anybody at some of right. these tournaments. Is what it's going to do. It's not going to make me better to be in contention for any of these tournaments, but it's sure. gonna it's gonna help me not hit anybody in the head.
1: Okay, so in a couple of weeks, well, you have your charity golf tournament coming up. yep. And then a couple of weeks, is it after your your charity golf tournament? You and I are going to be out in in Lake Tahoe. In Lake Tahoe. This
3: coming weekend, I actually am playing at Greg Olson's tournament in Kiowa outside of Charleston. Nice. And then my tournament is June 25th, 26th. And then the Tahoe event is, what, the 16th or something like that, Wednesday or whatever, through Sunday that Mm -hmm. we will be out there yeah yeah I've never golfed more than two days in a row and I've never walked more than two days in a row and I have to do four days so I am I'm scared to death
1: you are going to love walking the course of Tahoe I can't speak to the other courses but walking that course of Tahoe right along the lake Mike it's so scenic it's beautiful you're gonna have a blast I'm so happy that you're going I really am
3: I I am too I, I am very happy at that and I just I just want to be good enough not to A, hit anybody or B, embarrass myself. That, that's my goal. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. We're going uh, to talk to Golik. There is some news that Mike revealed to us about Notre Dame in a prominent position, and I think I have the perfect replacement for the person who's leaving, and he may or may not be a part of this show. We'll discuss next. So, Golik, you were telling us uh, during the break or before we started recording here uh, that there is a prominent position that will become available at Notre Dame inside the athletic department. It's not the football coach. He's going to be there for a while, I think. I think. We'll see um but why don't you tell us well tell the audience what you told us and we'll go from there
3: well uh in 24 i believe it is or or after the season i think in whatever wherever in 24 jack swarbrook the ad at notre dame is going to step down uh, he's been oh, doing jack. it a long time yep. so jack mm. is going to step down mm. and you know listen i think this is the perfect opportunity for me i live here six months out of the year it's through the football season I can stay here longer if they need, but I I, I believe i got to throw my hat into the ring, right? I have yeah, to. Yes, you
1: do. Yep. Yes, you do. How do you feel about that, Mikey? Hey, Mike Gullick Sr. as the athletic director
0: at Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering how he can hook me up at Notre Dame football games wow. better as the AD as opposed to a local celebrity. Right. Like, which one is better for me?
3: Well, all I know is as the AD, I'll have access to my suite. So – I would say you'd be in a pretty good cha- shape there, of of coming up to the suite. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, I got to get there first before before you start looking at how you can got use it. and abuse me got with it. the new job. Right. I mean, I so have to get you, the Mikey. job first. So I have to I have to figure out how my campaign is going to go for this because that have, it works. I have zero. Um, uh, zero experience doing this now but i have show me
0: somebody who loves notre dame more than Mike. exactly you know what i have
3: i have 60 years of life experience there you go and i think that goes a long way which a lot of it was spent right here uh at notre dame so i i I think i could put together a pretty good interview for this
2: when you say your campaign does it work like that like when you're running for school president like you make poster boards and stuff like that and there's a vote or No. no
3: No, I think you just uh, uh, go to the president father, uh, John Jenkins here and try and get myself an interview and get Mm. in front of him and whoever else, whoever else is going to, well, I'll lose there. There's plenty of people that can write bigger checks than me. Mm. Um, I just, I just have to. Mm. You know, I just have to sell it, sell myself really well. Now, whether I come through with anything, who cares? It's just about getting the job, right? Yeah, right.
0: So, Billy, exactly. maybe me and you start a whisper campaign against anybody who's going for it that isn't Mike Golick. Ooh. You know, Spread some oh, rumors. We, we, we
1: start we, a few we, we rumors We dig up here, some yeah. dirt on the other candidates.
3: Little, there wow. you go. True <laughs> <Keep laughs> my hands <laughs> clean from know? that. You who know, keep tell? my
0: hands away from that. <laughs> I, like I Listen. I I hear I, the guy they want to hire is a day drinker. I, I can't
3: tell. I can't tell you guys what you do on your own time, so mm. that's up to you. Um, you know, but uh, there'll be some payola for it in the end for you. Maybe uh,
2: father, whatever his name is, gets a little bit in the holy wine, and we start saying, "Hey, you know what? We'll put it out eh? in the press." Father,
3: father Jenkins, good dude. This is going to be, yeah, you know. We- Again, with no we'll experience, see. this yeah. may be a hard sell, so I may need help in all aspects of this. Why I gotta, don't you
1: get Father Jenkins on the show next week? We'll try yes. to talk him into this. Oh, Can we do that? That, that's a
2: pretty yes. good idea right there. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I think it will hurt your chances more than it will help it. If I'm gonna that's be true. I
1: never <laughs> want
3: head coaches to come on this show because I'm scared of what you'll do, so no, I wouldn't want the president of Notre Dame coming on.
1: But, Billy, this is a good idea. Let's get Father Jenkins on. Yeah, okay? let's do that. Yeah, now Mike was about Mike was in favor of it until you talked him out of it, Billy. You know what? You uh, know I mean, it, it is well, God bless football. That's uh, true. Uh, thank you.
3: Initially, I thought, yeah, good idea, but I thought about it then for about a second and a half and realized what a horrible idea. Not only would I not get the job, you would make me sell my house here on Notre Dame Avenue yeah. and take away my season tickets. I would be an outcast. So let's not do that.
2: I'm a little, I, and I don't want to. I, I feel like you know, Mike. I don't want to say we're friends. We're friendly-ish, right? I I don't like the job for you. I Why is I that? don't. Well, because I feel like right now you're this beloved father figure, right? In the media, and you're very well liked. And when you're in that position, it's very easy for that person to be hated, right? And I don't think that it'd be great for you to be in there. And if things don't go great, because as you said, you know, you'd be kind of new at this, not a ton yeah. of experience. Yeah. What would happen if you live there? You live there half the year and then everybody hates you. Then you have to sell the house and move like Why would you want to go through all that? You know, there's another angle here
1: too. Billy's right about that, Mike. And the the other angle is I'm assuming it's a conflict of interest to be the AD at Notre Dame and do any sort of media Mm. or sell beef jerky or sell diabetes medication. And so you might you might really want to think this one through. There has to be a conflict of interest there.
3: Well, I mean, that's something I discussed in the contract negotiations, yeah. right? That I could still do media, that I could still sell my soul to anybody out there that wants to give me a check, you know, well, things like that. I mean, that's that part dude. and parcel, right?
0: You're missing it, Stu. It's the official beef jerky of Notre Dame now. Oh, Boom. That's, right. See I'm how sorry. you do Boom. that. But, but that's exactly right. right. Also, the official
3: with, diabetes medicine
1: of Notre Dame. With it, side by
2: though, side signs. <laughs> with it being Notre Dame, though, if you can't like sell sponsorships, maybe we sell indulgences.
3: Sell indulgences.
2: Yeah, isn't that like you know you sell like you you, you pay off the church and then they forgive you of your sins. It went back into like the times of, you know, like the the times back in like medieval time. Never mind. We'll just keep it moving. It was a Catholic so, joke. Billy, you're
3: starting to act like the tool that you bought. So
2: Whoa. <laughs> hey now. Hey I was so guys, I was actually thinking, you know, the way you kind of oh, like enough. weaseled your way into to Northwestern yeah. and you got your daughter in there and now you're in the northwestern circles? Maybe this is a way to get in the Notre Dame circles.
3: Wait, Stu got to get in another name circles?
2: Yeah, maybe he goes out no, for the that. job of AD. Well, oh no, I like Mike no. as AD and we're
1: all working for Mike. Like we have positions within the athletic department. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that as I well. I like that. Yeah.
3: The campaign begins.
1: Yeah, you would hire us, right, Mike? Like
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just believe that. Yeah. Go we'll go with that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, I'm good at sales. I mean, I'll get... Listen, I'll get that diabetes <laughs> thing done for you, okay? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna work on that. Uh, as as my sorry in advance podcast still has no sponsors, we're all good at sales. Huh?
1: I I, I got to be I got to be honest with you, Mike. I got to be honest with you. I think the best goal for the job is probably your wife or Sydney, if hmm. you want the truth, right? You would agree?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. No doubt would Your be Your wife doesn't
1: off. give a bleep who likes her, who doesn't like her. Doesn't that's care. exactly right. right. Yeah. 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 She
3: can like or hate somebody just as good as anybody else. So that's
1: not a problem. <laughs> uh, Mike, in the NFL, there's some – I guess there's some – we're less than 100 days away. So congratulations yeah. to everyone uh, because I can't get into football quick enough. I'm tired of watching hockey. Uh, but, Mike, I have a uh, – I think the DeAndre Hopkins stuff is interesting only because DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that could really take a team like Buffalo, Mike, or a team that needs a wide receiver, who's close, who's knocking on the door. I know he's visiting with the Tennessee Titans, and we'll see how that shakes out. But I think like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, when when certain teams say they're a player away or wide receiver away. They get DeAndre Hopkins, and they're going to be a great team. Meaning, if you had Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, oh, my God, Buffalo would be even better than they are now, you know?
3: So so I've always said this about, you know, free agents, whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, no matter what the sport is, what does the particular player and our coach, in this case a player, what are they looking for? He's 31 years old, right? Yep. He's yep. made, I think, $114 million in his career – he has been uh, all pro. He's been considered the best receiver in the league uh, at times. So what, what does he want? Right? Is his next move geographical? Is it a relationship like he's going to visit Tennessee? Vrabel was with him when he was in Houston. Vrabel's yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Is it a ring? Is it money? I don't know. Now, we, we keep we keep throwing out a Kansas City or a Buffalo. We don't know if those teams have talked to him. We don't know what kind of money he's looking for. And maybe, maybe he does a one-year deal betting on himself, goes to a team like Tennessee where the leading receiver, I think had 53 receptions. Now you have issues at quarterback there, but you go somewhere, be the man for that one year, bet on yourself and then sign a big deal after that. You you saw Beckham sign the one-year deal in Baltimore. It's getting what, 15, 20 mil in that area. So is that something to think about? Because I haven't heard of the teams that are either Super Bowl champs or right there. Have we heard of any that are courting him? And again, I don't know what his ask is money-wise either. So there's a lot that goes into a player and or coach that is going to move somewhere else and actually has choices is what what drives them at this point.
1: What should drive him at this point? If you're if you're DeAndre Hopkins, what are you? No, no, I know it's, that's hard to answer. I'm asking you to yeah. jump inside his head. But for you, Mike, if you're in a similar situation, he's accomplished a lot in the NFL. He has. Uh, it should be. You would think it would be a ring for someone yeah. like him. Right? So
3: if I made that, listen, I, I played nine years in the league and I made two and a half million dollars total. Right. Total in nine and a half years. I didn't make 114 at this point and and going up. So. You know, there's money where you're fine with the money you have or you want more. You play that against what you could get now as opposed to what's missing in this team sport that we all strive for is the ring. And I was always a guy who liked to strive for that, but I was never a superstar. So I was always, you know, part of the team. He is a guy that could be one of the best players, if not the best player on a team. So for me, it's always about the ring. but. Again, everybody, everybody is different um, in that position. If I barely made any money, now I can make a lot of money. Would I grab the money, sure. you know, at, at this point? So that's the difference. But for him, he's had, you start checking off things, you know, best player in the league, all pro guy, made a lot of money, uh, what's missing a ring. So you would think that's probably got to be on his radar somewhere.
1: I think Mikey A is looking up how much DeAndre Hopkins has made. Uh 114 his... million. It's just I a think.
0: shade under it's just a shade under 112 million. All right, yeah.
1: 112 million dollars. I would think it's the ring. Mike, here's the problem with Tennessee. It's hard to put up great numbers in one season at Tennessee. I well,
0: mean, it is. It yeah. is. Well, because they've
3: lived off the run. Obviously, yeah. they don't throw the ball a lot. So is it Cleveland, you know, for a year? Reunite with Deshaun Watson, who should be better than what he showed last year. Is it there for you? And I don't even know if it's a one-year deal. Maybe someone's going to offer him a big deal, a three- or four-year deal for a ton of money. You know, maybe that's what he's going to grab. I, I I don't know. I, I That's one thing we haven't seen is length or numbers of some of these uh po- possible offers.
1: Uh, Mike, there's also uh, – and we'll get to it probably uh, coming up in the next segment, but there are uh, three or four running backs, big names that are available yeah. – What do you make of the running back position? Because it's been kind of diluted in the last few years where teams are just willing to let a great running back go and they don't care where he lands.
3: Yeah, they really are. I mean, then do you see differences like, you know, Saquon Barkley gets the franchise tag and, you know, uh, what deal is he going to sign? But running backs do realize they have to make hay early because once they get through that first, maybe second contract, it's going to be a lot of trouble for them to make any money and they have to kind of reassess their goals it's one of the toughest positions I had a kid if I had a kid now who was a running back I'd make them a, a receiver uh, a slot receiver something different than a running back <laughs> uh, because it just doesn't pay much now in the
1: NFL it used to be the uh, position that kids would choose they wanted yep. to play they wanted to be Tony Dorsett and now Michael Hicks Sr. is saying hey kids pick another position yep. <laughs> I love that <laughs> tight end that pays a lot <laughs> Stick out here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with same game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love. Bonus bets. Who does it? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
0: We'll
2: get to the running backs, I guess, in a second. But, Mike, uh, we, we just kind of, yeah, we just kind of got away from the whole idea of you being the AD and. How would you start? What would your first order of business be if you did get this job? Like, let's say we have Father come on and we talk you up and he says, you know what? The search needs to go no further than this. I was just on God Bless Football. You're in, Mike Golick. You got the job. Where would you go from there?
3: Like my pay. Probably is where we would uh, would start.
1: this Well, we're assuming that's negotiated already. You now have the job, and Billy is wondering: Uh is what is your first order of business? I would think it would be to take down that terrible sign, play like a champion today. Wow, that's
3: a. a, If I was in front of you right now, I'd punch you right in the face. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Like the
1: drill guy, (laughs) I would
3: probably, I would probably in the ad suite, I would probably knock out the wall and put two suites together and make it a really, almost like an owner suite in the NFL, Mm -hmm. make my suite a lot bigger.
2: Well, you'd you'd be costing the the school money already because you'd lose a suite in revenue.
3: We would make up for it in the amount of national championships I would be winning as the athletic director.
2: (laughs) Mm.
1: Is that
0: right?
3: and what's for which, good idea. which I mean, sports
0: I need, I need room to stretch. Lacrosse. Listen, we
3: just we just saw lacrosse yeah. go on right now. We'll yeah. see women's basketball uh coming back. Obviously Marcus is going to lead the Fighting Irish to a national championship on the football field at some point oh. here. So and 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 of course Notre Dame deal? Notre Dame is a fencing school. So I mean oh, the, the fencing team is certainly going to be stacking on their 13 national championships at this point. So there you go.
2: Is that something when you guys all get together that you talk about the fencing team and that's bringing in all the donors of how the fencing team is doing?
3: Uh, Actually, uh, when I was out me and Mike were out in Colorado Springs at, at a, at a deal where Notre Dame brought in a lot of their big donors and the fencing coaches there and a couple of fencers, they had just come off their third straight, I think national championship. It's very cool. I mean, it's very, it's very, very cool to see, you know, and we know there's the, you know, we know what the revenue sports are and the non-revenue sports, uh, but it, it was very, very cool to watch.
2: Can I suggest an order of business then since Notre Dame is a fencing school, apparently sure. maybe when you start things out, replace touchdown Jesus with fencing Jesus. Mm-hmm.
3: Interesting. Jesus with a sword
2: in his hand. Yeah. Well, it's, wow. is it, a, is it called a sword? It's fencing. I think it's called a Lance or something, right?
3: No, it's not a Lance. I mean, there's, there's street, there's Epe, there's Sabre, and I think there's something <laughs> else. Yeah, ah. we what, what, yeah. knew
1: we were in Golik's wheelhouse? <laughs> it's yeah, a fencing I, school, man. He tried to tell us. Yeah, I'm
3: trying to tell you, man. It's phenomenal, phenomenal fencing school.
1: Right. Uh, I would think the first order of business, move the sign. If you don't want to take it down, just move the sign from the stadium to the fencing wherever they fence, you know? There you go. Yeah,
3: yeah, Yeah. no. Yeah. It's got to stay it, you know, we can just put it up in multiple places, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs>
3: Can only be in one spot, it has to be in the fencing room, one huh? side,
1: and one spot. Yeah, and the ad it. gets to choose. <laughs> wow, that's power, that is power right there. Wow, it's and a pressure, f- yeah. So, there's and, a, and, a saber, and obviously an essay, a, a foil,
3: F-A, a foil. That's that's yeah. the one I couldn't think of, right. right? So, there are three. And from what I found out when, um, when we were talking to the coach and they had a couple of fencers there, that the saber one is kind of the violent one, they said. Each point in that at lasts an average of like only fourteen seconds because it is just an attacking style with the saber. So, and they had a demonstration there with two women. One's going to be a senior. One's going to be a junior. They have never lost in their Notre Dame competitions. Never lost. They cool. have they have won national championships. And yeah, it is it's wild to watch up close. It's very very cool. And the Can other great. Bra- Go ahead.
1: I was well. No, go ahead. Finish up. I was going to ask you if you'd be able to fire a football coach if you had to. That's all.
3: That would be tough, but it, you know it comes with the gig. You know, you I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, at times. And and you know, I think Marcus is going to do a great a great job. But listen, I played other sports growing up as well. So maybe if I have to let a coach go in a certain sport, I would take over as that head coach in the interim. Oh, I'd no. be AD slash head coach
1: <laughs> while I was be...
3: looking for a new coach. What do we think? Yeah. No. No, yes. if I
1: was Father Jenkins, I'd hire you right there, right there, then there. like on the spot. Yeah, saving You're money, right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Bar- <laughs> that's what Barry Alvarez did forever. I mean, uh, exactly he right. hire his gets coach the head and put coach's coach's salary. Salary too.
3: The other, the other, the other big time perk of this is is I'm flying private all the time, baby. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh-huh. I mean, you already are.
2: But okay. Well, no, I wish I was. <laughs> Can I say as some as someone who will never fly private in their life, it doesn't seem like it's that it seems like i'd it's be the best thing ever like, really so it's the greatest, thing ever. Really? No, it's yeah. the greatest yes. thing ever greatest, hmm. it, it, the greatest.
3: The, 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 that depends on the plane you know i've been fortunate enough to be on smaller planes or bigger planes that are private but it's just the whole access part that you don't have to go through the airport mm. that was yes. one of the great things about flying private or even when we were chartering when i was playing you'd fly to you drive to kind of your own parking lot You get on the plane, you know, you don't go through any of that other stuff and you get where you want to go. So it's awesome.
1: When you ask a Billy, when do we take it off? Their response is when you get here. It's amazing. Exactly right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) When 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 a pilot looks back and says, You guys ready to go? I mean, you're like,
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you sit there with a chicken cutlet sandwich in your hand. (laughs) Exactly right. Yes. Exactly right. (laughs) It's amazing. Sorry. First class problems. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh Mike
2: Dalvin Cook was released.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he was. Transition. You
2: started with my private golf courses closed, and now you're talking about your private planes. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking me yeah. to bad places. Very end of relatable. Guy today.
1: Just, end up fighting with a guy who's just trying to do his job. Yeah, man, exactly. Or, yeah. I mean, I'm know. an. <laughs> f- yeah. Well, I mean, you said it. We know it. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, for, for reasons unbeknownst to us, Billy just pulled out the drill again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had Drilly Gill. I mean, Billy
3: just loves a tool in his hand.
1: Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Average yeah exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike, where do you think Dalvin Cook's going to land? I was surprised the so, Vikings just released him. That's well, it. Well, I mean,
3: it's a big hit. It's what, 14 mil, yeah. I mean, you know, on that cap. So, And they like uh, Alexander Madison, the, the backup, who at this point, I think his best year was like 130-some carries, almost 500 yards, 32 receptions. So he's going to be, you know, the three-down guy now because he can catch it as well. Has run it. And he, and I think he's only a couple of mil against a cap and they like him a lot and they didn't like the cap number for cook. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a full running back room in Miami, but boy, to add another piece there, Mm -hmm. their roster is, you know, when you start breaking down cores of rosters, their roster, again, this is on paper is right up there with the best uh, and he would be a nice addition there. Maybe Denver, where the running back room certainly isn't what it is in Miami. Sure. But, you know, are they prepared with Sean Payton now there to, to make a bit of a, a run? So we'll see. Um, you know, between him, Zeke. Zeke's been out there. Um, he may end up back in Dallas, obviously, at a, at a big-time cut price. Or does he end up somewhere else? I think Joe Mixon is another back. Uh, who who may be looking for a home as well.
1: By the way, that's how quickly it happened. Zeke Elliott yep. was like the toast of the NFL three years ago, and here he is uh, like scrapping for a job and might yeah. go back to Dallas for less money. Like it's we, crazy. We, we
3: always we always talk about that position of man. You got to You got to score while you're you're playing hot there because it doesn't last long. Right. And if you can get that second deal, a big deal, man, then good for you because it's it's a rarity now because. A, we're seeing more and more teams go to the two-back system, and if you're in a two-back system, you're not going to pay one back where he's making 14 mil, you know, against the cap or more. Uh, So that that we're we're in less and less teams that are just having that one back carry the ball, mid 200s, sometimes over 300 carries a year. It's unlike, you know, kind of a lot like the Derrick Henrys of the world, where you just see that guy run everything. Now, now you're getting multiple backs, and I get it. I get it, but it's just not relative to the rest of the positions. It's just not the highest paying job anymore for what you're getting back from it.
1: These guys are difference makers, though, Mike. Like Dalvin Cook in the right situation could help a team win a Super Bowl. Leonard Fournette did help a team win a Super Bowl. He's available as well. Zeke Elliott, guys like that. Joe Mixon. These guys are guys uh, in the right situation on the right team, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Could help a team win a Super Bowl.
3: Well, they could, and that's why I say Dalvin in Miami, you you got a loaded running back room there. You would not be asked at all to carry the major load there. You would just be a you know another bullet in the chamber you know, to help, to help this team out sure. and and you're going to get them. Now, again, I don't know them. If you get a few teams going after you, maybe the money goes up a little bit, but it's not going to be a ton of money on you. So you just look for, you know, the cap space these teams have, and just again, put in, put another asset uh, on your team.
1: I think EA has the uh, the rosters ranked. Someone ranked the rosters, which I want to get to in just a second. I love a good ranking
2: of rosters. Billy Gill got all excited there for some
1: reason.
2: Yeah, just Whoa. don't ask
3: me to rank anything.
2: I just yeah. love rankings. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Where are your top forty uh, linemen that you said you'd rank for us? Ooh, are
0: we are we revealing forty to thirty five?
3: A, I never said I'd rank them, and B, I never will rank them. I hate ranking. I hate why? ranking
0: players
2: Ooh. because
3: I, I don't like doing it. I I, mm. I think it's – I'm, I'm not a fan of it.
2: Is it what? Is it mean? Is that why? It's not mean.
3: Hmm. It's not mean. I just don't want to go through the pri- – there are, there are two things I despise. Ranking, oh. the top whatever, and also in college when you're getting ready to go into the pro level, this guy reminds me of this guy. I hate it. Hmm. This guy in college reminds me of Walter Payton or Barry Sanders or some great player that has had a Hall of Fame career, and you're saying, yes, this college guy who's never stepped on the field yet reminds me of this greatest, one of the greatest players of all time. I hate that. shit. I hate it.
2: I have a a two-part question for you. One, who were you? Mike Golick reminds me of X. And then two, who was X reminds me of Mike Golick?
3: pick any mid-level defensive interior lineman, okay? <laughs> I mean, we're all the same, right? <laughs> that's the where you are That's Mike Gullick. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. But did you remind anyone, like, did you remind any of the draft experts when you were coming out of a guy who had played before you? No, no, oh. no. You're one of a kind, not. Mike. Oh, Boy, yeah, that, that's, that's great. great. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was one of a kind. But
3: I, I just can't. I can't. Who does it remind you of in the NFL?
0: Just stop that.
1: I right. hate no, it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm. Uh, we're sorry, Jesus. I, and I, by the way, there has to be other things that upset you other than those two things. Like, yeah, there yes. are. There are.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are just the two, two of of more like, on this show. Because you, you asked me to do a list yeah, of me. top 40. I, I don't even want to do a list of top three, <laughs> let alone top 40.
1: Yeah, but you're like, there's two things I despise. There has to be more. I mean,
3: Oh, there are more. This just happened to be the topic of the conversation. As they come up, I'll let you know what I despise. The
2: top okay. two things, some might say.
3: Grab another drill, Bill.
0: He did!
1: <laughs> Billy Drill! We'll get to the ranking of rosters here in just a second. Uh, Golikates it. Me and Billy love it. Uh, Mikey, I, I believe, loves it. But I have a serious question for for all three of you guys, and we'll start with Golik. Uh, Damar Hamlin uh, suited up, practiced for the first time since uh, since he went through that terrible ordeal in Cincinnati last year. Mike and um, I'm just wondering, like I was thinking about it. When I read the news, if I'd be able to go through what DeMar Hamlin went through last year and ever play the game of football again, and I'm not certain I'd be able to. Like, we've spoken to certain players who said to us, hey, I had no idea that could happen to me out on a football field, and yes, it has me rethinking the entire game. And so, Mike, if that happened to you, and I know this is a really difficult question, but... Do you imagine you'd feel comfortable going back out there and playing again?
3: So obviously the first thing you 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 do is and which I'm sure he's done is you ask can this happen again? Right. And I'm I'm sure there's a percentage that it could but that we don't know because this was such a freak thing that happened. And then quite honestly Stu because this question went back like when I was playing you saw more guys get carted off the field who lost feeling, you know, in their in their body with the hits that they took. When the, when the you were allowed to have different kind of hits in the NFL, and I would always be asked that question as well after I retired and was doing the show at ESPN. Is you know if you were if you laid on that field after a hit and couldn't move, and then obviously you got all of your feeling back, and would you want to go back out on the field? So I've had questions like that. This obviously different. You are you've actually passed away, and you need to be brought back to life. Yes, right. I think a lot of it, Stu, is where are you in this? He's twenty five. OK, if I was young before I was married or even after I was married but didn't have kids yet, there would probably I would I, I would 99 percent say I'm going back on the field. You know, we're, we're all young and dumb, you know, and say sure. this won't happen again or, OK, that was horrible, but it's not going to happen again. My I, I I will beat this and I'll get back on the field. You know, if I'm in my ninth year and I have two kids, Mike and Jake are both born, they're a few years old. Um, it's before we had Sydney, but, you know, I'm going to have a third kid or whatever. You know, you rethink it a little bit and you say, okay, you know, I got kids now, I'm getting a little older. Is this something that I want to I want to mess around with? So I think that comes into play. Uh, younger, a little less people around that you're responsible for. You may say, I'm going back. And quite honestly, as you're older, some may say that as well. But that would be my barometer of, if I have, I have a family now, I have, I have a wife and I have kids
1: where you're at in life. You no, know, is, yeah. is,
3: is that, is that, do I want to risk that? So him being 25, I, I think I could easily say being that young. Now I was married by that point, but if I was not married and I, or if I was just married, I still think I would, I would, yes, go back out in the field.
2: Uh, Billy, you think you'd be able to do it? I, th- I think exactly what Mike was saying I think the fact that he's so young he's 25 he still feels like he has something to prove and it's not one of it's not like a nagging persistent injury history that he has there right it's something that kind of happened and by all reports it seems like, he, he was out of it immediately, right? So I, we don't even know how much memory he has of what happened. So it was just one split second to the next. So there may not be that. in the, Now, obviously, there's granted, there's the recovery time period that he had to get back to where he is. But he probably saw something to prove he doesn't have in the back of his head. I mean, I guess he could have what if this happens again. But you talk to your doctors, you assess the risk, and you say, you know what, he's made the decision to go back there. And I think that A lot of young athletes that still feel like they have a lot to prove that they're not supporting, you know, young children, spouses, whatever might make the same decision, even if it is an injury history. Right. Mm -hmm. Like athletes are just wired to want to go out on their own terms. And when that's kind of taken from you, sometimes you say, you know what, this isn't how it's going to end for me. Like I still have something left to prove. I want to show people that I belong, that this won't be what ends me like I will go out the way I decide.
1: So this, what I'm thinking here is, Mike, would you do it before before I respond I, to I that? I think
0: they said it. I think they said it perfectly. Okay. It's really it's really his choice, and if that's what he wants to do, that's how he wants to live his life, and that's great for him.
1: What Mike? I guess what I'm getting at is there's a mental block. There has to be a well, mental block so. for him. Like yes, I think we all agree. Okay, if the doctors cleared me, depending on where we're at in life, do we have kids? We get all that. We factor all that in. Once you get out of the field, though and you have to tackle a guy, and his helmet is coming right at your chest, don't you think you're pulling up a little bit? Like, it's going to take a minute for him to get past that.
3: The, the toughest thing, and this obviously is a major thing, where we're used to dealing with blown-out knees or ankles or elbows or shoulders or whatever, and one of the most difficult things coming back from an injury is the mental side. You do all the physical rehab, enough to where a doctor says, You're good to go, but then you got to get out on the field. And is my knee good to go when I have to go full tilt and make that first cut? Is my knee going to be okay? That's where, that's what you have to get past because you're physically fine. You know, you've rehabbed. The doctor says you're ready to go. It's now getting over that mental hurdle. This, this is a guy who took a hit in the chest and literally died on the field. Okay. So to think that that won't be in his mind because He'll have really nothing close to that until preseason games. Nobody really goes balls out anymore in practice. So that won't happen until preseason games when you're playing another team and there's going to be a hit to where – how does he do that? Does he try and use his shoulder more so his chest isn't exposed? I don't know. But to me, that's the mental side of it. He's been cleared. He's practicing. So physically, he's okay to play. But, man, that does not mean you are mentally ready to go until – You can get out on that that field and not think about it because when you think about shit and and you get nailed with it or or that's a lot of times when it's in your mind, it can happen. So you got to play clean in your mind and be able to go a thousand miles an hour, which the mentally is the harder thing to do.
2: I think at least, and I don't I don't want to speak for you, Mike, but I think also we're answering this, if it was us, would we do it right? It's not right. to say that he's necessarily making the right decision playing again, right? It is ultimately his decision. Right, but exactly. As you, as a former athlete, I was a college pole vaulter, so it's a lot different, obviously, right? I had an injury one time where I didn't go deep enough. I missed the pads. I hit the metal box. I dislocated my shoulder. Every time I went upside down after that, it was in the back of my head. And eventually, I, I overcame it, right? But it's always in the back of your head. Yes. So he yeah. will have probably once you're getting into real time, real speed – it may come back and be in the back of his head, and maybe his mind will change on this. That's right? what I'm
1: saying. I would imagine me if it were me. I would imagine the first time some guys coming straight at me and I have to tackle them, I'd pull up. Like I don't know if I'd be able to go through with it. I just don't know. I guess. Well, I mean, and I guess listen. he won't know until it happens, right? It's exactly
3: right. Yeah. You we can we you can, you can talk about it all you want, but until it's somebody else going hundred miles an hour and you're going hundred miles an hour and there's going to be a collision and there's one every single play, you don't know. You don't know how you're going to deal with it until you get past it, until he goes through that hit and gets up and hopefully everything is fine, each hit subsequent to that. Even though we know it, it's a hit out of nowhere where it can happen, but each time he gets a hit and gets up and is fine, I think that will be a more of a, of a mental relief to him saying, okay, I'm kind of back where I where, where I'm supposed to be.
1: We'll uh, we'll get to rosters in a second. Uh, Clunky transition here, but speaking of hits, okay? Uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, said that he smoked pop before uh, football games. And the news to me was that things that Le'Veon Bell says is still news. But he said it, and it was news. Uh, Mike Olick, ever smoked pop before an NFL game?
3: Uh, No, I was not a – was not a pot smoker i was a really? beer
1: drinker i Missing was that. not
3: a, i was not a pot smoker uh back when i was playing at all uh so no i never did that my my biggest uh vice before a game is it was a home game and it was in philly when i would uh walk go in with my wife and go into the wives lounge and you know drop her off there is they had a, a big where's this tray big tray of donuts
1: i was worried yeah they had
3: a big tray of cream-filled donuts and i would take always mine. goes <laughs> this would be the last thing i would be walking <laughs> to the locker room and play my game eating a cream-filled donut so that was We're, that was my vice
1: uh, mikey explained explain to my gullick where we all thought that was going
0: <laughs> honestly even when he said donuts i thought it would be like and they had this big tray of donuts and then we had sex <laughs> Sex. You were, were having walking, sex. Now Billy went to the same place. You were walking your we wife in somewhere. We all the way you had set it up. It's it, was just, it was a strange setup. Just yeah. going that way.
3: My, yeah. my setup led you to think I was walking my wife into the wives' lounge, where there are other wives, and I was going to have sex before the game.
1: Yep. And a daughter. Man, how you me. gets
0: down is how you gets down. <laughs> whatever. Whatever the, kept Reggie White clean, man. Whatever
3: wow. kept Reggie White clean. Wow. Oh, you guys' minds. Oh, my God.
1: I, you took us there. You painted a picture. Oh, yeah.
3: I painted a picture. I'm walking my wife into the wine Mike. lounge. How is that painting a picture of I'm going to have sex with her before I go into the stadium and play a game? Wait, there's
1: four people. All three of us thought the same thing. I y'all, mean... are,
3: y'all are scum is what you are.
1: <laughs> you let us there. True. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, right, my wife's you-
3: going to hear this and throw up.
1: He doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Come on. <laughs> come on. We know. <laughs> who do you imagine? I, I, the Jets better be on there. Who do you imagine? Who ranked these, Mikey A, the rosters? Was it ESPN?
0: Uh, it was I, ESPN. I'm trying to see who it was at ESPN. It was Seth Walder.
1: Oh, okay, Seth. Analytics. All right. Uh, Mike, who do you imagine has the best roster? I think it's probably San Francisco, right? Best roster in the NFL, top to bottom.
3: Who would who I think or who would do I think who who, who do you think? Who do you think? Oh, I think it's it's either Philly or San Francisco. Philly or San Fran. But 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 the the kicker about San Francisco why they won't be up there, I don't think, is because of the quarterback position. Even if it's Brock Purdy, he's still a second-year guy as opposed to what Jalen Hurts has done, what Patrick Mahomes has done, what I'm sure Cincinnati's up there, what Joe Burrow has done. So I could see San Fran being down because of that. I would imagine it would be Kansas City and I haven't looked at the list I'd imagine it's Kansas City Philly Cincinnati all up near the top of this thing all right might well, let the me go jets ahead
0: and just put you guys out of your misery wait Kansas, hold on Kansas, I, I I want
1: you to do top five five four three two one but for the first time I, I don't know if they're in there or not but perhaps the Jets have a top five roster for the first time in franchise history
0: number five is the Buffalo Bills. Mm. I, uh we're doomed Number four is the Miami Dolphins, in case what? you weren't sure if we were doomed. Wow. <laughs> wow.
3: It is a hell of a roster. It is. It's a
0: hell of a roster. Number yeah. three is the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Uh, number two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh-oh. It's going to be the Niners, right? And number one is the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. The, well, Niners, the 49ers oh. are ranked
2: 10th. That's 10th. 10th. Hmm. What, Billy? Nothing. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Jets.
3: I I just got on, I just got to this list, and you know, they're the first team when you get to 10, they list the roster core, and when you get to 10, and it's the roster core, they're the first team where the quarterback is not listed. That's why they're number 10.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Where are the Jets
0: on this list? They're number eight. Uh, Ahead of the Niners. Ahead of the Niners, behind two AFC East teams, though. Yeah, that's but all the highest matters we've ever a been. Lot
3: more. this yeah. is all built on the quarterback because the quarterback means so much and that's what keep that's what's knocking because you're talking Nick Bosa, Trent Williams Christian McCaffrey George Kittle Fred Warner it's a phenomenal core right. but in a, in a sport where the quarterback is the most important position there they don't even have one listed there so that's that's why they're down
1: all right just quickly we'll get out of here where were the Las Vegas Raiders oh, oh here we go Raiders. All right, so, see where this they is are from. 17. Okay, well, they'll be top five once Brady returns. Yeah. Boom.
2: <laughs> like clockwork. Not going to happen. I'm <laughs> going football. Not going to happen.
1: Billy with a boom.